the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Chairman, let's get to this story. Matt Pottinger sends me something. I read it, right? Matt Pottinger is part of the Churchill clique of which you're a member. That's the term that Garibald's gave to the people who were onto the Fuhrer early in the 30s. Uh, Matt said the headline is a Canadian intelligence report suggests Beijing meddled in the 2019 and 2021 campaign. It goes on to say significantly, maybe to the point of tipping the government to Justin Trudeau. Is this on the select committee's radar? It is. Uh, Well, let me say a few specific things and then zoom out in, in terms of how I think about it. We also just had a report that the Canadian intelligence service confirmed that a conservative MP in Canada, Michael Chong, was targeted by China, by the United Front Work Department and by their intel agency after he condemned the Uyghur genocide. Him and his family were threatened, as well as the fact that the Canadian Intelligence Service sees China, um, uh, uh, assesses that China sees Canada as a high priority target and they employ incentives and punishments as part of a vast network of influence directed at legislators, business executives, and members of the diaspora community. Additionally, Hugh, on the specifics, I would commend to you an open letter uh, that appeared from from a group of Hong Kongers to Canadian government officials that really gets into, and I'll, I'll, I'll post this to send this to you, it gets into the nature of how the Chinese Communist Party wields their influence in order to infiltrate a country like Canada and affect their political process. They do so through um, Chinese Canadian community organizations that sound innocuous, but ultimately become vehicles for uh, influence, coercion and intelligence, espionage. They do it through Chinese language media. They do it through Chinese social media, particularly WeChat, which is very popular among Chinese Canadians. And they do it through direct influencing of politicians and influential figures. And ultimately, anytime someone raises concerns about Chinese influence, they accuse them aggressively of racism in order to deflect that interference. So it is important for Americans to understand what's going on in Canada so that we can't we we, we take steps to prevent it from happening here. Zoom out to what how the committee uh, might tackle this. I view this, Hugh, as part of a broader effort to interfere in our hemisphere. I would call this uh, something akin to the CCP's threat to the Monroe Doctrine. And it's not just happening in, which we take for granted, right? Because we live in broadly a secure hemisphere. It's not just happening in Canada. It's CCP influence in Central and Latin America. It's their extensive economic influence in the Panama Canal. It's all over South America. It's something we are not paying enough attention to. And so I would like to tackle this in a hearing or a series of events we have members on the committee, Democrats and Republicans, Carlos Jimenez from Miami, Jake Auchincloss from Massachusetts, who are keened uh, into this issue and want to tackle it. But 
it's happening on a scale that I think most Americans aren't aware of. And if we don't take steps to counter it now, something like this could happen in our own political system. You know, uh, Chairman Gallagher, I watched The Diplomat, the new series that stars the star of the series, The Americans. And I was thinking about The Americans. In the 80s, everyone was aware and if you had classified access, as I did in the 80s, you were very aware that the Soviets were in the country doing bad things. And they had East German proxies and they had Cuban proxies and they had a few other proxies. And they were in deep cover. Some of them were sleeper agents, cicadas, as they're called, and slow horses. But they were everywhere. And we followed them around. We didn't arrest them. And we had warrants through the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court to follow them around. I haven't had a clearance since 89. I have no idea how vast is the attempt by the Chinese Communist Party to do what the Soviets did in the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s, which is to penetrate openly and not openly. And I'm concerned that, A, the Confucius Institutes have been outed, for example, but do we know even their open level of espionage, much less, you can't even talk about their closed level, I know, but it's vast. It makes the Soviet effort look like child's play. Well, one thing also in the in the 80s and throughout the Cold War, um, the Soviet espionage apparatus penetrated the, the public consciousness in a way that the Chinese espionage apparatus hasn't. Right. Your average person could tell you what the KGB was, whereas today I don't think your average American knows what the MSS, the Ministry of State Security is, nor do they know in particular what United Front work is. And that latter is really concerning to me because United Front work, as we've talked about before, is what Xi Jinping calls his magic weapon. It goes back to the founding of the Chinese Communist Party. It's a, it's a combination of traditional intelligence uh, operations with influence operations and coercion, with co-opting elites and foreign societies. There's no clear analog in the United States, so it's hard for us to understand. And my concern is that even our own intelligence community does not yet have a sophisticated and deep understanding of united front work. And that is really what we need to counter because it's not just Confucius Institutes. It's these nonprofits, um, again, with uh, harmless sounding names like the Chinese Student Scholars Association, which are then used to harass and surveil Taiwanese students or even Chinese students on American campuses. This is happening on American campuses. Similar story with the illicit police station that I went to in the heart of Manhattan. It was registered through a harmless sounding nonprofit, but is then used as a way to repress people on American soil. This is this new phenomenon of transnational repression, which is tied intimately to United Front work, which is why on the committee and no committee in Congress is really tackling this issue. This is an area where we're trying to at first educate our colleagues, get them to understand what United Front work is through a series of United Front Work 101 products and presentations, and then educate the American people on what this is. And then third and finally, come up with a legislative agenda to counter United Front Work. You could imagine, for example, Hugh, part of that legislative agenda would be tightening up our Foreign Agent Registration Act laws and our Lobbying Disclosure Act laws, which are also exploited to co-opt Americans into doing the bidding of the Chinese Communist Party, particularly on behalf of Chinese state-owned companies or Chinese national champions like Huawei and ZTE. And there we've seen instances of former members of Congress being willing to effectively lobby on behalf of these Chinese companies, which I don't think should be allowed at all, Hugh. 
Now, Chairman Gallagher, I, uh, I've got lots of Chinese-American friends who are third, fourth, fifth-generation Chinese-Americans, no doubt whatsoever about their patriotism and loyalty. I've got many first-generation Chinese-Americans who emigrated this country, no doubt about their patriotism and loyalty. But I also have a concern. I asked Matt Pottinger this. With, I don't want to ever encourage racist behavior or disparaging behavior towards Chinese or Chinese-Americans or Chinese on green cards. I have a real concern about a Chinese national on a green card in the United States going to work for people without being vetted by the United States government, because we do not know what the CCP has on them in Beijing. Do you have that concern? And is there any way for an average American employer to say, I'd like to hire this Chinese national on a green card, but I don't want to hire a CCP spy or influenced individual. Is there any way to deal with that? Well, you hinted at something critical that gets to how the CCP represses across borders and and the nature of United Front work. You talked about uh, a Chinese uh, citizen working in the United States that might have family back in China. What we've seen time and time again and what we saw in some of these cases in Canada is that CCP entities will go to a person and say, hey, it would be a shame if something happened to your daughter back in Beijing or your elderly father I mean, what does this look like, Hugh? This is pure mafia tactics. It's like, hey, nice family you got there. Shame if something would happen to them. That's how they're doing this across the world. And so we need to understand what's going on here. It's a, it's a mafia-like tactic. And the CCP, in many cases, is a mafia-like entity. It operates that way. Can a business have complete confidence? This is where we need the federal government and the intelligence community and the FBI in particular to up their game. We confronted this in the Trump administration when they rightly put in place a ban on Chinese military-affiliated researchers on American campuses, which makes eminent sense. But for your colleges, they would say, well, how are we supposed to know who's Chinese military-affiliated and who isn't? And I get that, right, because our colleges are not you know, intelligence agencies and they may not have the best understanding of the networks. That's where we need our law enforcement and our intelligence community to step up and be able to tease out the network of how a legitimate Chinese researcher may be connected to the United Front Work Department, may be connected back to the MSS, may be connected to the, to the Chinese military. What I've found is that we have some incredible assets here in the United States and in uh, allied countries like Australia. I would commend to you a researcher in Australia named Alex Josky, who just came out with a book that talks about the nature of the Chinese intelligence apparatus and how our entire uh, theory of the case on China, this peaceful rise hypothesis, was actually the deliberate product of a Chinese intelligence operation. We also have a national treasure here named Peter Mattis, who is working with the Select Committee, who has written extensively about the nature of Chinese intelligence, and I think is our foremost expert uh, here in the United States. And so we have assets we can draw upon, but we need the IC, the intelligence community, to develop that organic expertise and work proactively with the private sector and academia. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.